You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spittin' Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, you can be listening live on iHeartRadio, on TuneIn Radio, and, of course, watching live on our YouTube stream for the Fantasy Sports Network. You could get at me this hour if you want at 844-843-6879. I got the phone lines open, and my man Chris Bavona will be taking good care of you on the ones and twos we're keeping it so hot that we sweat steam we got a big show for you on monday this is like overreaction monday obviously right so we're gonna get into that a little bit later on i'm gonna tell you what storylines that you saw yesterday were real and what storylines don't have any legs and you would be just completely overreacting if you jump that way there's also listen games are getting started right now monday night football double header i'll be keeping you going through the the beginning of this Saints and Vikings game from Minnesota, giving you everything you need to know. And we will also preview the nightcap of Monday Night Football, where the Los Angeles Chargers go to Denver in an AFC West matchup to take on the Broncos. We will also take your calls at 844-843-6879. And I would also let you know we got a poll question up, as we usually do on Twitter. So you can find us at FNTSY Radio on Twitter, at Spitting Speeds on Twitter as well. I asked you, who is your diamond in the rough for week one on Sunday? I had was it Austin Hooper, who, by the way, was a guy I was telling you about in my tight end diamonds episode. He bigged up with some stiff arms, throwing guys away, not one, but two big plays for him. Was it Tyreek Cohen? I don't know if you knew about Tyreek Cohen, but if you listen to not only Fantasy Freestyle, but the lineup lock on Sunday, my man Emery Hunt told you about Tyreek Cohen. He's been telling you for weeks, and now he looks like he knew what he was talking about with that diamond in the rough. Was it a guy like Jesse James, the tight end who caught not one but two touchdowns? touchdowns in Pittsburgh, maybe a guy like Kenny Galladay in Detroit, another guy who we told you about on this network. Let us know at Spittin' Speeds, at FNTSY Radio on Twitter. On the flip side, we got a poll for you as well. Who is your fantasy fugazi from week one? The guy that you now need to forget about it. Was it Eddie Lacy who in a return to Green Bay, put up something like five carries for three yards, looked like a fool, and looks like a lot of people, Seattle fans and fantasy fans, are wondering when Thomas Rawls will be back 100%. Was it Le'Veon Bell? Did he really need preseason? It turns out he only got about 30 years, uh, thirty yards of offense. Or was it a guy like Brandon Marshall, you know, who especially after Odell Beckham went down, everyone thought was going to have a lot of production. It turned out to be Sterling Shepard. Only one catch for Brandon Marshall. Let us know. You could vote at FNTSY Radio at Spittin' Speeds as well. When we come back, I give you the news and notes, the injuries and the implications. I also tell you what was real in week one, what you can hang your hat on as a trend that can continue, and we take your calls. We're dropping stats over beats. It's the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Come on back. 
quarterback to receiver hookups, running back depth analysis, rookie values in dynasty leagues, deep sleepers, training camp battles. These are just a few of the in-depth features you will find inside the 2017 RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Plus, you get a full year of in-season coverage as a bonus. Get the Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package now at RotoExperts.com. Enter free radio at checkout for your special discount. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle, dropping stats over beats with your boy Dane Martinez, speeds the spitting statistician holding you down on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Listen, we got a lot of stuff to get into. We got a couple of callers on the line I'm going to be getting to in a hot second, including an old friend of the show. But first of all, I got to give you these major news and notes and mostly injuries because who would have thunk it? But football is a dangerous game and people have been hurt already, including the consensus number one overall draft pick in fantasy football. Football, David Johnson, the running back from the Arizona Cardinals, looks like reports are saying that he probably has a dislocated wrist. Conflicting reports, it looks like he's going for a second opinion on this MRI, but it sounds like IR and surgery are definitely options. In Arizona, they'll be replaced by guys like Kerwin Williams. They may sign Chris Johnson, keep an eye out for that, and Andre Ellington. This Arizona running back room, in my opinion, is now a straight-on committee, and I am fading all parts of the Arizona. Arizona Cardinals offense. Also, Allen Robinson, AR-15, he goes down in week one with a torn ACL for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Here's the thing. This Jaguars offense, it looks like they're going to try to be a run-first team anyway. You saw Leonard Fournette with 26 carries. You know they want to limit the exposure to Blake Bortles. So I wonder... On one hand, I'll tell you, oh, maybe Marquise Lee is a guy you can go out there and throw some fat budget to. Hey, maybe Alan Hearns, who is only 9% owned in Yahoo Leagues right now. You could probably go ahead and get him on the waiver wire on Wednesday after, you know, kind of uh, throwing any of your fat budget out there because I think people will go for Lee over Hearns. Maybe you can get Alan Hearns. But I'm telling you. I don't know if any of these Jaguars are the guys to invest in because I think they are going to straight up try and be ground and pound, exotic smash mouth, due south. But yes, sorry to see Allen Robinson. And also, it's his contract year. So now he's going to be entering free agency next year, coming off a torn ACL. We're praying for you, Allen Robinson. Danny Woodhead in Baltimore. He has a hamstring injury, and they fear that he will miss significant time in Baltimore. It turns out that Buck Allen almost out-snapped Terrence West. I've been telling you for weeks, I think Terrence West is just the guy there. They almost they even had Langford there on the practice squad. I'm fading all parts of this Baltimore run game until they figure it out. And also in Chicago, Kevin White. He's got a collarbone injury. It looks like he will be on IR as well. This kid now has to be known as an injury-prone person. This is now three years in a row that he will not see the field for any substantial point on time. And remember, Cam Meredith also already gone for the year for Chicago in that wide receiver group. He had the uh, knee injury. So that, in my opinion, leaves Kendall Wright as the last man standing. Okay, So if you need a guy who might be on the waiver wire, Kendall Wright could be an option. And also in Chicago, Woof. Tyreek Cohen. I told you, my man Emery Hunt is holding you down here on the lineup block live on Sunday. He was telling you about Tyreek Cohen, and now everybody knows. All right. 
It looks like we got some calls, Chris. I want to go to the phones, and you can get at me at 844-843-6879. I got a first call. It is my man, Taco in Bama. Taco, a friend of the show. First of all, I got to ask you, Taco, did you hear us, me and Jason Robbins, the DraftKings CEO, we gave you a little bit of a shout-out. I asked him the question you wanted. How you doing, Taco in Bama? I'm good, man. Uh, y'all gave me several shout-outs. That was pretty freaking awesome, i got to say. Absolutely. You are officially a friend of the show. How you doing? I hear, though, you're not doing so well because you had one Mr. David Johnson on your roster. Well, I've got I've got a couple. I've got I've got DJ. I've also got Zeke, which mm. is outcome is, you know, up in the air. Yeah. And I'm wondering if uh, if I should put Kareem Hunt – up on the chopping block and try to get something for him. Interesting. Who are your other options? Like, I would want to know first if there's any diamonds in the rough right there on the waiver wire, okay? What about, like, for example, this kid Tyreek Cohen on Chicago? Is he available by any chance? Because I think he is a real thing. The other way I would play it, Taco, is this a PPR league or not? Is this a PPR league? 10-team PPR plus IDP. And yeah, so if you got a PPR league, there's some other guys out there that might be good enough PPR backs for you. Okay, because listen, I... Kareem Hunt's price will never be higher, so I understand the idea of flipping Kareem Hunt. But if Zeke Elliott plays for you, right, if, if this suspension is hanging over his head, you really just need a protection for Zeke because otherwise you can run out Zeke Elliott and Kareem Hunt every single week and be happy about it. What I think you need to do is look for that bye week fill-in and that other person who's going to be in there for you if Zeke does, in fact, miss time. And I think you can get that in some PPR stud backs that might be out there. Okay, Taco? So the guys like the Chris Thompsons, the Shane Vereens, you know, the Bilal Powells, and don't forget about Tyreek Cohen right here as well. I think, though, no, in your unique situation, do not flip Kareem Hunt because you still, with Kareem Hunt and Zeke, may still have two top ten backs for this season. So I think if you have that in this war of attrition that will be fantasy football, I think you are happy with that. And I think, you you know, you move DJ to your IR spot and you try and fill that with some of these, uh, you know, some of these PPR backs or ascending backs. I'm going to take a look at Tyree Cohen if you can. But if you, you know, if we know who your options are after the waiver wire, holler at me on Twitter and I'll try to help you out. Thanks for the call, Taco and Bama. Like I said, man, just ride with the guys that you have if you still have Kareem Hunt and Ezekiel Elliott. Thanks for the call. You're always welcome on the Fantasy Freestyle. Sounds like we got another caller all the way out in Hawaii. Hey, we're here live from New York City, Studio 34. We've got someone six time zones away. Ippy in Hawaii, you're dealing with a big-time wide receiver injury. You're on the Fantasy Freestyle. What's up? Yeah, how's it going, man? Uh, yeah, I had, um, uh, I had Robinson, obviously. Um, so I got, there's a couple guys on the wire, but if you think there's someone else out there, I got Galladay, Lee, and Cup still on the, on my team. I'm at 12 team on uh, standard league, so. Okay, so you still have Kenny Galladay, Marquise Lee, and Cooper Cup on your team? Of those it's two, on my, it's on the waiver, but I'm I'm also ninth on my waiver, so we'll see. But it's okay, on there, so so I got you, I got you. So here's how I would rank those three, okay? Um, and hoping you get one of them to uh, help you out with Allen Robinson. I'd also ask you, also, uh, Ippy, Kendall Wright could be a name that might be on your waiver wire as well. Remember, the Bears have just lost another wide receiver. I think Kendall Wright is going to be the number one wide receiver in Chicago moving forward. So if Kendall Wright is there, he's another option. But of the three you gave me. 
me Kenny Galladay, Marquise Lee, and Cooper Cup. Here's how I would rank them. First for me is going to be Cooper Cup. I think Cooper Cup in this Rams offense, he is going to be one of the leaders of that Rams offense along with Sammy Watkins. I think he's going to be the number two pass catcher for that Rams offense. And then I have Galladay as number two in that ranking. I think Kenny Galladay is going to be a piece of that Detroit Lions offense. But I got to tell you the truth. I think there's so many mouths to feed in Detroit. And Jim Bob Cooter and Matthew Stafford are going to go wherever the ball dictates. So, you know, one week it could be Galladay. The next week it could be Marvin Jones. The next week it could be Eric Ebron, right? So I think that he is, you know, a hit or miss kind of guy. Whereas I think Cooper Cup is consistently going to be that wide receiver too for a growing offense in Los Angeles. And then the last one on that list is going to be Mark. Keith Lee for me, okay? Um, I know Allen Robinson went down, and I know you have him, so you would think that maybe Lee is the direct kind of answer to that. I'm not so sure, and here's why. I think this... uh Jacksonville offense is going to try and be a run-first offense, and it's going to be Marquise Lee. There's going to be some Alan Hearns in there as well. So I think this is going to be really a lot of Leonard Fournette in Jacksonville as they try to win the ball with running and their defense. But of the three you said, I go Cup, then Galladay, then Lee. And I'm telling you, if you also give a shout-out to see if Kendall Wright for the Chicago Bears is available, and thank you for the call. What I want to tell you, though, guys, is... uh, If you're playing fantasy this year, there's a way you could do it for a good cause. And the way you could do it for the good cause is by teaming up. The Fantasy Sports Network is teaming up with DKMS to help fight blood cancer. So what you need to do is go on over to DailyRoto.com slash DKMS or to RotoExperts.com slash DKMS. And what we're doing is we're putting in, um, you can register for a DFS contest every week of the NFL season, okay? And then with that... Uh, if you win one of those weeks, you're entered into week 17, another DFS conference. If you win that, you can get tickets to Super Bowl 52 that is going on in Minnesota at the end of, uh, at the beginning of February. We're doing this in a partnership with DKMS because we want to educate the fantasy football community about blood cancer, which is a horrible disease. But with your support, we can try to keep on fighting it. Remember, so go to dailyroto.com or rotoexperts.com slash DKMS. And like I said, we are fighting blood cancer, entering a DFS tournament week by week, and the winners get a chance to go on for tickets to Super Bowl 52. When we come back right here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, what I want to do is give you my biggest takeaways from week one, what I thought were things that are going to be real stories for the entire season, and what are things that are just trends that you could forget about that are just going to be overreactions. I go through those things for week one, what you need to know looking ahead to week two when we come back on the Fantasy Freestyle. It's your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician. We also will be taking your calls at 8 844-843-6879 also on the YouTube stream on Fantasy Sports Network on the YouTube stream live we're going to help you out tell you what was real and what was fake from week one we're also going to be previewing the game that's going on right now the Saints are driving in their opening drive against Minnesota we got the nightcap with the Broncos and the Chargers as well come on right back dropping stats over beats it's the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Hunter Henry Sterling Shepard Michael Thomas. These three NFL sophomores are not due to slump. They're due to break out. Just like the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 
In year two, things are only getting better. Make sure to listen live and download the app, FNTSY Radio. It's free and it's 24-7. The best fantasy sports content is on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle, dropping stats over beats on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez holding you down this hour. And you can holler at me if you want at 844-843-6879. You could also drop a comment in the YouTube live stream. We get it. We'll read it on the show. And I got a poll on Twitter as well, at FNTSY Radio, at Spittin' Speeds. I asked you which fantasy football player was your fugazi and undermined you the most in week one. I put up options of Le'Veon Bell, who only got about 30 yards or so combined on the ground and through the air. Was it Eddie Lacy, who defecated the mattress in his return? Turned to Lambeau Field. Was it Brandon Marshall on Sunday night who only caught one ball and that was like on the very, very last drive of the game when there was less than a minute to go? Or was it someone else? Let us know. We have hundreds of votes out there right now. Right now, 53% of you say Le'Veon Bell was the biggest Fugazi who undermined you. But I got some other options. Interestingly enough, Sean Trim says Ajayi. Remember that game between the Dolphins and the Bucks was in fact canceled. We also have, you know, PDD on Twitter. Petey Pablo says, I wish it was just one for him. It was Eifert. It was Marshall. It was Rob Kelly. And it was Russell Wilson. Hashtag FML. Hopefully he does better in week two. Paul out there says Russell Wilson. And Brian goes all the way back to Thursday night, if you remember that Brady-Gronk combo that he was counting on. Also, other people out there saying Allen Robinson really hurt them. Allen Robinson will finish the season with one catch for 17 yards because he went down with an ACL injury. In week one. All right, here's what I want to do. This segment, what I want to do, uh, we'll take your calls as well at 844-843-6879. We'll line them up with Chris Bavone the Bouncy Killer holding you down. But what I want to do is I want to talk about what I think are the biggest takeaways, not necessarily a narrow slice, but here's the biggest thing that I saw in week one. There are some bad offenses in the National Football League this year, okay? Not only are there some bad offenses, and a lot of people think, oh, yeah, that's quarterback play. That's the guys like Tom Savage. That's the guys like Scott Tolzien. And don't get me wrong, that was true. But there are other teams led by good quarterbacks that were not effective, Yesterday, I'm talking about the Seattle Seahawks. I'm talking about the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm talking about the New York Giants. And you know what the theme there was? The theme there was the offensive line play. I have said this before. I said it last year on the Fantasy Freestyle. And unfortunately, I think this is something that is going to be an issue for the entire season. There is bad offensive line play across the NFL. And I'm here to tell you two reasons why. The first, in college, offensive linemen are just asked to do much different things in those spread offense where the cards are held up by play calls. And a lot of people talk about how hard it is for a quarterback to come from one of those spread offenses into the NFL and, you know, like really uh, make that step and understand. It's a different game they're playing. It's a different game for the offensive linemen as well. They don't understand about slanting your blocks all one way. They don't understand about being a pulling guard. They don't understand about passing your block off to the chipping running back and things like that. They're starting from square one in many cases, and I think it's an issue. And here's the part that compounds it. They don't have practice time like they did in the NFL with the new collective bargaining agreement, okay? I'm talking about they're not practicing in pads. There's not much opportunity 
opportunity to develop these raw offensive linemen, and boy, did that play out yesterday. The Jacksonville Jaguars had 10 sacks. Calais Campbell had four by the time halftime was there in week one, okay? I'm talking about, you know, Andy Dalton and that offensive line, which I was telling you about all preseason. I told you I didn't like that they let their two offensive linemen studs go in the offseason. And Andy Dalton got sacked four times. Andy Dalton threw four picks. I told you about that offensive line in New York with the Giants. I told you they tried to get Eli Manning some new tools, but their tackles were still blunt guts trash. And that played out as Eli Manning got sacked a bunch of times. It was consistently under pressure. Russell Wilson looked like he was running for his life in that game against Green Bay. And Green Bay was not like a big-time pass defense, okay? That's not like a number one pass. But they were on Russell Wilson, as soon as he hit the top of his drop, these offensive lines are not going to get better throughout the season. You don't just sign three new offensive linemen. You don't have someone at the bottom of your depth chart that you are like going to discover at offensive line. And there were more. Brian Hoyer in San Francisco got sacked a bunch of times. You know about Scott Tolzien a bunch of times got sacked. But let me tell you something. There were winning teams. That didn't really do much offensively. Joe Flacco and the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. Flacco completed nine balls all game. Blake Bortles and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Blake Bortles completed 11 balls all game. This is going to continue. There are some bad offenses out there. Let me tell you something. The Jets got 214 total yards. The Texans had 203 total yards. The Bengals had 221 total yards. The Colts had 225 total yards. This is going to continue. This has fantasy impact. I'm talking about the Colts with guys like T.Y. Hilton, Dante Moncrief, Jack Doyle. This is going to continue in Cincinnati for guys like Jeremy Hill and Joe Mixon. This is going to continue in New York for Eli Manning, for Sterling Shepard. I think this is a big issue. Watch the offensive line, and if they have it on those teams that you're looking to stack in DFS that you're riding with, if there is a piss-poor offensive line, that is something that is not going to change this season. That is something that is not an overreaction as everybody overreacts to week one. Offensive line play is piss-poor in this league right now, so you better have players on a team that can actually protect their quarterback and open up some running lanes. Keep an eye out on that. The other thing that I think is real is last year the number one and two overall picks were quarterbacks Jared Goff and Carson Wentz. And I think both of them are primed to take a step forward this year. Yes, I know the Rams played against like what is basically, you know, a preseason defense in the Indianapolis Colts. I understand that. I understand that the Colts defense is one of the worst in the NFL, so let's not go crazy. But I'm going to tell you, all preseason long, Jared Goff looked better. Jared Goff now has legitimate weapons on the outside. Sammy Watkins, the emergence of Cooper Cup, Robert Woods as well. They were using uh, Todd Gurley out of the backfield as well. Let me tell you something. Woods with three catches, Watkins with five catches, Cup with four. These guys all got like five or six targets. They're going to spread the ball around. This McVay offense out there in Los Angeles, I think, is going to look very similar to what Washington has been trying to do. And and, uh, Jared Goff is going to be a volume thrower and be productive. 
And I think they're going to take a step forward. Remember I talked about that Cincinnati offensive line that was bad? Well, it was the Rams that signed uh, left tackle Wentworth in the offseason to protect their offensive line. And they're going to have a decent offensive line and be able to protect their ascending quarterback Jared Goff. In Philadelphia, it's the same thing. I told you about their offensive line, how they'll have all-pro Lane Johnson there at right tackle to protect him, uh, to protect Carson Wentz. The weapons they put around Carson Wentz. He's got weapons to choose from. Whether it be Zach Ertz in the middle. Whether it be, you know, Alshon Jeffrey. Whether it be over the top to Torrey Smith. Whether it be Darren Sproles, who's another PPR back that guys like my man Taco in Alabama can look at if you want to, you know, uh, support your uh, your team with the with the loss of a guy like David Johnson. Okay, I think both of these teams, the Eagles and the Rams, are on the way up. I told you about the Eagles. I told you they were looking good. They go to one and zero on the road against the division rival. So I. Thought that was pretty good. I told you about the Eagles. I told you that you should bet on the Eagles. I took the over on the Eagles season win total. You know where you could do all of these things? You could do all of these things if you go to mybookie.ag right now, okay? I love mybookie.ag. I had a three-team parlay in there on teams that I liked. I told you about the home dogs that I liked. I parlayed the Cleveland Browns. I parlayed them with the Chicago Bears. And I knew that on Thursday I liked the Chiefs to keep it close against New England. So with those three teams, I hit my parlay over at mybookie.ag. And you could do the same thing. And if you register with mybookie.ag right now, you could enter the promo code FREESTYLE and they will give you a 100% match bonus. Tell them your boy Speeds the Spitting Statistician sent you. And this way you could have new ways to keep on winning some cash this NFL season. Here's another thing. I've been talking about Chicago a little bit because of the injury, you know, the injury they had to Kevin White and how Kendall Wright might be the last man standing. I don't know if you heard this or not, but my man Emery Hunt gave you Tyreek Cohen. He was talking about him all preseason long, and Tyreek Cohen went off five carries for 66 yards, also had eight catches for 47 yards and a touchdown. There was no Benny Cunningham in there. He got just as much. He only... um. He only had something like five snaps less than Jordan Howard. And then now Jordan Howard and Tyree Cohn, I think, are going to be in a real committee. I think Tyree Cohn gets a lot of dump-off looks from uh, Mike Glennon because these wide receivers on the outside are all injured. I think this is a boost up also to the tight ends in Chicago. You got Zach Miller, but you also have, remember, the rookie. You got the rookie tight end, Adam Shaheen, as well. I think they're going to try and get everybody involved in Chicago, but Kendall Wright and Tyree Cohn are going to be names that you might be able to go and pick up right now in Chicago. Tyreek Cohen, go right now. I'm telling you, spend some fat budget on him. Use your waiver claim on Tyreek Cohen. That is something that I think is going to be sustainable. It is not uh, kind of an overreaction. The last thing I want to tell you is I called this game in Detroit. Another home dog, the Detroit Lions. And I told you about Matthew Stafford as one of these quarterbacks you can have if you wait on quarterback. And if you did that, it worked out for you, okay? Because Matthew Stafford with four touchdowns, almost 300 yards passing, and they will continue to throw the ball in Detroit next week, Monday night, against the New York football Giants. All right, when we come back, 
right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm going to give you an update on this Vikings-Saints game. There are points on the board, and the Vikings are driving. I'm going to tell you about other things that I think are real and a couple things that I think are, in fact, overreactions. We'll also check in on the polls at Fantasy Sports Radio Network, at Spittin' Speeds. We'll see who you had as your fugazi for the week. All that and more when we come back, dropping stats over beats right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's the Fantasy Freestyle. Come on right back. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm your boy, Dane Martinez. This is Speeds, the spitting statistician, holding you down. On a Monday, we got my man Chris Bavona keeping it so hot that we sweat steam on the ones and twos as well. I told you I had some poll questions up on Twitter, and one of them is, uh, which one was your diamond in the rough? I asked about your fugazis already, but I want to know who was your diamond in the rough that helped you out. I put out some options, and I want to hear from you as well. I got Austin Hooper, Tyree Cohn, Kenny Galladay, or was it someone else? And right now, 37% of you are saying it was someone else. I had Austin Hooper in my lineup and boy did I love that 70 plus yard touchdown I did not have Tyree Cohen but I know my man Emery hunted and he looks like he's going to be a real life thing especially with the injury to Kevin White Mr. Glass as I like to call him Kenny Galladay I'm less sure of okay I had one of the callers earlier on asking about Kenny Galladay to pick up as a replacement for Allen Robinson and I told him that Cooper Cup I think is going to be more stable because in that Detroit offense that's going to change you know um Game to game, they may be going with somebody else. But you guys have so many other options of people that helped you out. J-Rod on Twitter has Charles Clay. Ron Whitman was apparently playing in an IDP league or somewhere where he had the Jacksonville Jaguars defense because he just said newest Jaguar, their free agent acquisition. Calais Campbell was big. Matthew on Twitter, at the Matt Donahue says Rams D. I had the Rams defense in my DFS lineup, and boy, did that hold me down. I uh, did a little bit of work in DFS. Fest win a little bit of cash. That's why you got to listen to your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician. I had a couple of lineups out there. I gave them to you on Lineup Lock Live on the Friday show, which you can hear me and my man, the Tony Sincata, from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I gave out my two lineups. Both of them cashed. Both of them cashed in tournaments as well. We got some people saying Cooper Cup. Nelson Aguilar returned a great DFS value for at David Fox on Twitter. And Clayton Trahan, who's now a friend of the show, always responding to the polls, said Stafford and Wentz in a two-quarterback league. That looks good. And remember, 
Those are two quarterbacks you could have gotten if you waited on quarterback like I told you on the fantasy freestyle. All right, I want to keep it moving, but it looks like we do have a call. I want to get to the callers right here at 844-843-6879. It sounds like, Chris, we've got Josh in New Jersey hearing all my Tyreek Cohen love and has a question about the Bears backfield. Josh in New Jersey, you're dropping stats over beats on the fantasy freestyle. What's up? Yeah, so... um. I have, so I started uh, Jordan Howard this week. Sure. And then I also had Mike Gillisley on my bench. And then I realized that Cohen looked like he was really making impact in um, Howard's carries. So right. I, sh- I was really confused on what to do. Like maybe I should start Gillisley next week or. All right, uh, thanks for the call, my man, but no. I, I would not start Gillisley over Jordan Howard. If you could get a guy like Tariq Cohen on your waiver wire, that's great, okay? But here's the issue with Gillisley. I know he popped off crazy on if he was on your bench last week with the three touchdowns, but if you look at his stat line, you also know that he only ran for like 40 or 50 yards, okay? It's just that he seems to be that between the tackles, pounded back for the Patriots like LeGarrette Blunt was last year. But here's my concern with Gillisley. My concern with Gillisley is that the Patriots on a week-to-week basis, you never know which running back it's going to be. It could be Deion Lewis. It could be James White. It could be Rex Burkett. You never know, and they make a habit of it about changing it week-to-week. Just because Mike Gillisley had a big game last week, let's not go too crazy. Jordan Howard is the guy you need to still start. If you have Jordan Howard in your lineup, you probably spent you know, like your second-round pick for Jordan Howard. Do not you know, kind of abandon him or bastardize him. I do think, however, unfortunately... He's going to be in something of a share with Tyree Cohen. But here's the thing. There's only like five situations in all of the NFL where there's not some kind of shares. Hold tight with Jordan Howard. And uh, Mike Gillisley should not necessarily be on his place. Do not overreact to week one. But thank you for the call. Um, like I was saying, though, uh, before the caller here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, there's a couple of other things that I think are sustainable. I talked about the Detroit Lions and the Matthew Stafford side, how I love getting the aggregate that was Matthew Stafford. I'm going to tell you somebody that I'm fading, that I've been fading, that I was called right in that same game as Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer went 27 of 48 for 269, one touchdown, and three interceptions. And as going into the season, I said that I think Carson Palmer was that aging quarterback that was about to fall off a cliff and that he was lucky that he had David Johnson. Now without David Johnson, they're going to, in essence, ask Carson Palmer to beat teams, and I don't think he is equipped anymore to do so. You need to get away from all of your Arizona Cardinals. The other thing I wanted to mention that I think are things that are going to continue and that are not something to overreact to is the evolution of the offense in Carolina. If you remember and if you listen to the Fantasy Freestyle, I have been talking about this for a long time. Okay, I think that this offense is changing because they want to protect Cam Newton. Cam Newton only ran the ball like six times for like three yards, okay? Cam Newton is trying to get the ball out quick, and that is going to happen to one Christian McCaffrey. Hello, everybody right there on the Fantasy Freestyle. We're here live at Studio 34, rocking and Riley's right here in Midtown Manhattan. Some people getting ready for Monday Night Football. We got games going on right now. Okay, McCaffrey, he had 13 carries, right? Which, you know, he's sharing with Jonathan Stewart, okay? Jay Stu is still involved there as well. But McCaffrey had seven targets, okay? So they're trying to get the ball to McCaffrey 20 
20 times. A lot of underneath stuff, a lot of dump-offs, a lot of quick slants. That is what they are going to do. I've been telling you about this, and I think it is going to be very interesting, the mismatches they can create. But what I also want to say is that this is not good for the tight end Greg Olson, okay? Greg Olson did not do much on Sunday, and I've been telling you that this offense is going to evolve away from Greg Olson. Greg Olson was the guy that Cam Newton loved to throw it up to in those deeper drops, and that is not necessarily going to be the case. Greg Olson, only two catches for 18 yards and only four targets, okay? That is something that is concerning. I'm telling you, this Panthers offense is continuing to evolve, and it is evolving away from Greg Olson, okay? The one other thing I want to tell you, you know, you look at stats, but I look at two very interesting stats that maybe everybody else is not looking at. I look at running attempts for running backs, and I look at targets for wide receivers. And after week one, the leader in carries in the NFL is Leonard Fournette. He ran the ball 26 times in week one despite that ankle injury. They are going to ride him now even more. No Allen Robinson. I told you, Blake Bortles only completed 11 passes, and yet they won. That Jacksonville defense looks like it is going to be stout. Up front with Calais Campbell, getting the rush, 10 sacks. You know they have Jalen Ramsey and A.J. Bouye in the back to help with defense as well. I think this team with, you know, I mean, Tom Coughlin at the helm, Doug Marone, they said they want to run the ball, and I think they're going to be able to. Leonard Fournette leads the NFL in carries. I think he's going to be another load just like Zeke Elliott was last year. You know who the league leader in targets was? The league leader in targets right now with 16 targets yesterday was DeAndre Hopkins, the D-Hop, the D-Hopopotamus. And I've been telling you that I thought Tom Savage was good for DeAndre Hopkins. Well, Deshaun Watson threw it his way as well. And I think that if they keep on feeding DeAndre Hopkins, he will return back-end wide receiver one, high-end wide receiver two numbers. I like DeAndre Hopkins. And the shift to Deshaun Watson did not change my thoughts on the potential and the production for DeAndre. DeAndre Hopkins, I must admit, though, if you listen to the Fantasy Freestyle, you know this already. You know that my knockout pool pick for week one was the Houston Texans. I didn't think that Blake Bortles and the Jaguars could go into that building with the emotion after the hurricane relief, you know, those efforts by J.J. Watt raising over $30 million. I thought that crowd was going to have the biggest home field advantage of any arena in the NFL, and that did not happen. But I got to tell you, it was really the Jacksonville defense and that running game. That's the way they're going to win, but unfortunately, I got knocked out real early in my survivor pick. But you can still go to www www.fantasyfactor.com I told you last week how they were doing um, tournaments that was free to enter, free to register and they were giving out $1,000 well, you can still register you can still, if you want, pick either the Chargers or the Broncos right now because there's still a game left you can register, you'll still you'd have to pick one of those two teams but you can still get in there if you want Okay, fantasyfactor.com, it is free and they're going to be giving away $1,000 and to be quite honest honest, you already beat me because I had the Houston Texans. What I want to tell you also, there are some things that are definite over 
reactions, okay? There are definitely some overreactions here on Overreaction Monday. The first one is Le'Veon Bell. Okay, you know, 51% of the people on the poll say that Le'Veon Bell was a fugazi for them. Calm down. The guy didn't have any of preseason. The guy went in there with about four practices, and, you know, he'll be just fine. I know he only had 32 yards on the ground. I know he only had something like three catches for 15 yards, and a lot of that was towards the end of the game. He had like one 15-yard run at the very end of the game when they were trying to salt it away. Cleveland Browns, feisty, tough out, like I said. But do not start to fade Le'Veon Bell like the caller was asking, you know, do I flip now uh, someone like Jordan Howard? Do I flip now someone like Ezekiel Elliott? Do not do this. That would be a complete overreaction. Le'Veon Bell is still primed and ready to be one of those true workhorse backs. There's only about four or five of them in the entire NFL. And David Johnson, who's one of them, went down with a dislocated wrist in week one. We are getting reports that it does look like they are going to put David Johnson on IR and he may, in fact, require surgery. So he's going to be out for a long time. I think the back in Arizona is going to wind up being a true committee with Kerwin Williams. I think they're going to sign Chris Johnson because he's familiar there and I think they're going to have some work for Andre Ellington as well. I would go other places. Guys like my man and Emery Huntsman, Tyreek Cohen. When we come back though on Fantasy Freestyle, I'm going to tell you what I think about this late night Monday night football game and one other way it won't be an overreaction but something that with all this bad quarterback play, a name we have to bring up is Dane Martinez Speeds the Spitting Statistician dropping stats over beats on the Fantasy Freestyle. Fantasy Freestyle. Evan White, he's got a collarbone injury. It now has to be known as an injury-prone person. This is now three years in a row that he will not see the field for any substantial point in time. And remember, Cam Meredith also already gone for the year for Chicago with that wide receiver group. He had the uh, knee injury. So that, in my opinion, leaves Kendall Wright as the last man standing, okay? So if you need a guy who might be on the waiver wire, Kendall Wright could be an option. Weekdays from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Murder was the case that they gave me as we come back right here on the Fantasy Freestyle dropping stats over beats. Dane Martinez speeds the spitting statistician. Only got a couple of minutes left, but we do have one more caller, and you know I'm a man of the people. I want to help you out. So we got Steve in Massachusetts. Sounds like you got some questions about the running backs in Baltimore. Steve, you're dropping stats over beats. It's the Fantasy Freestyle with your boy Speeds. What's up? Yeah, so uh, quick. I'll try to make this quick because I know you're almost off the air. So I... Uh Quick, quick question, and I also had a question too with uh, David Johnson. Let's Does get to it. The uh, the uh, Arizona defense as well, because I'm I'm uh, I own their uh, defense, so I was just a little bit worried about that because the way that Caution Palmer uh, looked, he didn't look all that great. And then my question about uh, the running backs is, I have uh, Terrence West, and somewhere I lost uh, 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 Danny Woodhead because of that hamstring injury. So uh, this Buck, uh, like everybody's making noise about Buck Allen. Should I be worried as a uh, Terrence West owner that uh, that this guy might end up uh, becoming like more of a factor in the passing and the running game, 
or is uh, Terrence Westman's job secure? All right, thanks for the call, Steve. I'll try to answer both of them. First, on your Arizona defense part, yes, I would be worried about the Arizona defense, okay? I do think you talked about it. The offense has played something into this. I can see Carson Palmer, you know, with some turnovers, giving the short field to the Arizona defense. I also want to tell you, I think that the Los Angeles Rams offense is better in that division now, and you're going to face them two times. It's an improving team over there. I would be worried about the offense in Arizona and its improvement. Implications on the defense. I think you can find better options on the waiver wire. For your other question about Terrence West, if you are a Terrence West owner and you were talking about how, yeah, Woodhead is gone and now what about Buck Allen? Yeah, I do think, especially in PPR leagues, that Buck Allen in a half point PPR and a full point PPR, Buck Allen is going to be the passing game back for Baltimore. Okay, Terrence West, I've said it before, he is just a guy. They have been trying to run out a ton of people to take that job. They even even signed, you know, like they even signed like Jeremy Langford to the practice squad. Okay, so yeah, I do think that um, Buck Allen is viable as a committee with Terrence West. I know Terrence West had like 80 yards and a touchdown. I don't think um, that Terrence West is going to return v- real value for the Baltimore Ravens or for you as a fantasy owner this year. Unfortunately, he's just a guy someone to have on your roster. But yeah, Buck Allen is going to be in PPR league. It's an interesting threat to him in Baltimore. Thank you for all the calls. Thank you for everybody answering the polls on Twitter. We're going to be looking ahead to week two starting tomorrow on the Fantasy Freestyle. I'm going to break down every game, tell you what you need in new matchups on week two. Remember also the Miami Dolphins and the Tampa Bay Bucks get into action as well. And it looks like Zeke Elliott will continue to play for the Dallas Cowboys right now in Minnesota. The New Orleans Saints are driving. That game is 3-3, middle of the second quarter, and the Saints are driving driving on the Minnesota Vikings, looking to put it in the end zone to take a lead there. And then, like I said, in the nightcap, we got the Chargers and the Broncos. I am worried about the Broncos. I think it's more bad offensive line play. I told you offensive line play is the problem, and I think we're going to see that again in the nightcap when second-year stud Joey Bosa gets pressure on Trevor Simeon, who is not one of these elite quarterbacks anyway, and I think that Bosa will get some pressure. I think Phillip Rivers will find the open man, and I like the Los Angeles Chargers plus three or three-and-a-half points to go into Denver in a tight AFC West divisional game i like the chargers plus the points tonight like i said when we come back tomorrow we're going to start looking ahead to week two and i'm going to tell you who you need on the waiver wire and we'll also be taking your calls dane martinez speeds the spitting statistician right here on the fantasy freestyle on the award-winning fantasy sports radio network iHeartRadio, radio tune in radio and thanks for watching on youtube live see you tomorrow guys i'm out peace I really-